0: Hey, welcome back to Let Them Eat Takes, your trusted provider of outrageous sports exaggeration, bloviation, and pontification. We're so glad you're listening. We're excited to be dropping this episode fresh off a Braves playoff series win, their first since 2001, if you can believe it, and right before another exciting weekend of college football. We'll talk in great detail about both sports. we got lots of good stuff to talk about. We'll talk Colin Cowherd's vendetta against Backwards Hats, a satirical web article that went viral for being taken seriously, some thoughts about Mike Leach and the air raid coming back to the SEC, some overreactions to week one of SEC play, Trevor Bauer, Freddie Freeman, the baseball postseason, and we'll share our thoughts about people who scheduled their weddings during college football Saturdays. We hope you're ready for some hot takes because we're serving them up. This is Let Them Eat Takes.
1: Bonjour and welcome to Let The Meat Takes, the sports podcast for the Outrage Era. Once again, I am Jonathan here with Justin and Scott. And we're sorry, I was going to make a Falcons joke and I totally forgot it. <laughs> you wait, the Falcons to. are the
0: joke, right? Oh. They do it for you. They write on them themselves. They're so good at it. They're uh, definitely making history in all the wrong ways. I you know see. you
1: know you know it's bad when like national sports media starts talking about how painful it is
0: to be a Falcons fan. I mean, it's really, the only time they ever talk about the Falcons. Yeah. I've never you know that.
2: it's bad when the national sports media is talking about the Falcons. Full stop. Right.
0: I've never <laughs> seen so many mainstream pundits talk <laughs> about the Falcons. I'm like, gosh, you guys here. It's like on the surface, like, wow, you guys are showing us Ugh. a lot of love. You never give us this airtime. Oh wait a minute, it's because we suck. And not just suck, just in historically spectacular ways. Like I learned this week that Never Before has a team in the NFL given up 15-plus point leads in back-to-back weeks. Not even the same season. No, one, no team yeah. has done it in the same season, and the Falcons did it in back-to-back weeks. Like, to quote Ron Burgundy in Anchorman, I'm not even mad. I'm actually impressed. <laughs> I mean, you're going to do it be a master at your craft, right? Oh, for sure. <laughs> My granddaddy used to tell me, if you're going to be a, a ditch digger, you better be the best ditch digger. So, I, I don't just think keep think Falcons can dig a ditch. I just keep checking my phone, hoping that
1: it says Dan Quinn released by, or let go by Arthur Blank or something, and it's not happening.
2: No, there's no way that happens in the first half of the season. It would be at least in the back half. Unless you start 0-8, then that's pretty tough.
0: Well, according to uh, this was Jeff Schultz's hot take in The Athletic, but he thinks the reason why the decision hasn't been made is uh, Arthur Blank is waiting for the conclusion of Yom Kippur because he's not allowed to make like work decisions during like the the Jewish holiday week. I don't know if that's what's really going on. It could just be Jeff Schultz being his regular old salty self. But sounds like he was trying to go for like a super cultured take. But everyone just kind of—I
1: I see through it. Whatever. The reason we're talking about Falcons and Hasty take is there are a couple of uh, really—wait, did you just say Hasty takes? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're gonna, we we gonna keep Falcons and Hasty takes so we don't spend so many minutes talking about things that don't matter. Um, so
2: exactly, because Falcons like we got to lead, let's get rid of this all hasty like.
1: Yeah, let's get rid of it. Let's get rid of it. <laughs> we. We got some very primo choice takes about the miserable Falcons. Um, one of them um, by Grant McCauley is actually a Braves guy. He's on six, of the fan and has a Braves podcast. Anyway, he, he ranked the current DQ, uh, the current DQ rankings for us. We have Dairy Queen. Oh,
2: Dairy Queen. Number one, right? Yeah. Gotta Dairy be. Queen's
1: number one. For Dan sure. Quisenberry, which I don't know who Dan Quisenberry is. Sorry. I will confess ignorance. Dancing Queen, which I guess he's referring to the ABBA, the ABBA bop. Dancing tune. Uh,
2: Dan Quisenberry, excuse me, Daniel Raymond Quisenberry was an American right-handed relief pitcher in Major League Baseball who played primarily for the Kansas City Royals. He died in 1998. RIP, Dan. Mm-hmm. Um, but the yeah. ghost the ghost of Dan Quisenberry is still coming in pretty high.
1: coming in at fourth disqualification just in general when you're DQ'd uh fifth d- drawn and quartered and coming in at sixth Dan Quinn <laughs> that's
3: a good ass
1: list
0: yeah I think disqualification <laughs> then being drawn and quartered is what's in store for Dan Quinn's future if oh, I had to man. metaphorically of course he's metaphorically not going to speaking no one's going to draw and quarter him to be very clear I don't know, I saw no, that,
1: I was can't like, be that's, so that's <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I love that, that take because it started with Dairy Queen. Anytime you start your sports take with Dairy Queen, you've done a good job.
0: Yeah, when you go to Dairy Queen, you have to go Blizzard first and then maybe Hot Dog or Cheeseburger after. Hey, I think the DQ burger is a little underrated. It's good, yeah. I, I like it. I'm not hating on it. It's a good burger. But I'm like, understand. I'm
2: saying, if you, if you take that list, if you take that take and you turn it upside down, it's good to go.
0: <laughs> I, uh, I really loved uh, Dane Young's take on the Falcons. He's a Hythenian. He has some ties with Georgia football in a media aspect, but uh, I want to read his tweet off to you. At this point, the Falcons would be silly to fire Dan Quinn. They're closer to Trevor Lawrence with every loss. <laughs> <laughs> Oh that's actually pretty good. I didn't know where he was going with that. It's one. tweet art. It's got a good misdirection and it really just points to what every Falcons fan craves and wants right now, which is a hard reset because there is nothing redeemable about the Dan Quinn era at this point.
1: Uh yeah. I have nothing else to say about the Falcons unless you guys have something else to say about the
0: Falcons. Oh nope. I'm um, I, I told my wife, I was going to stop watching the games after the Cowboys game. And then what did I do this last Sunday? I turned on the freaking game because I thought, oh, wait, they're up (laughs) 16. Like a battered
1: spouse, you went back to the thing.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I turned it on after after national coverage switched over to it. Once everybody's like, ooh, baby, here comes the train wreck. I'm like, oh, yeah, let me see this. Turn that game on. And my wife was looking at me for
1: cheering because the Bears (laughs) scored. <laughs> it's once. What was the final score again? I don't know.
0: I like thirty to twenty there's, six. There's
1: something Falcons a little less. Did we lose by a field goal or four points? What was it? Four. The only reason I ask is, is Youngway Koo missed a field goal during the game. Not that it's on him. He also missed an extra I'll point. Have,
2: so. I'll have no Youngway Koo slander on
1: this year podcast. Yeah, it's. So. I like, like Youngway Koo, but he missed an easy field goal. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> I could be fair. Are you talking about the the uh, onside's god? Yeah, he he is. the onside's god. If only he could also receive the onside kicks. Teach our players.
2: <laughs> four real. Oh, we lost by four. So, uh, young Ho is safe.
0: Oh, well, he did miss the extra point. So,
2: what's the deal about Colin Cowherd?
0: Um, so he's made himself. He's carved out a pretty good reputation of being kind of a petty individual who's unnecessarily opinionated about everything, you know, he probably Yeah, so he's
2: somebody he's a shotgun for
0: sports. He's just an asshole. Yeah, he's just kind of a dick. I didn't watch the Eagles. I took it that they had a really another rough outing and Carson Wentz wasn't playing very well. But uh, he mocked a post game presser that Carson Wentz did with his hat backwards.
2: Is he on the backwards hat press conference complaint wagon
0: again? Yeah. Wait, has he done this
2: before? Yes, with Tony Romo. He used to pretend Tony Romo was not good because he wore a backwards hat at a press conference one time or something.
0: Here is the clip of Colin Coward talking about hats.
1: First of all, you should wear it for because it protects your eyes. Isn't that why you wear it? But let's... Let me just ask you. Let's say... Twice a year, the Eagles ask Carson Wentz to meet with advertisers and sweet holders. That's sure. what teams do. Hi, I'm Carson Wentz. It's it's uh, nice to meet you, sir. Oh, you run Chevron. It's nice to meet you, sir. You you run uh, Geico Insurance. It's a pleasure to meet you. I'm, I'm Carson Wentz. He flipped his hat backwards for this oh, part. Oh, Bank of America CEO. It's a pleasure to meet you, sir. Thank you. Uh, my name is Carson Wentz.
3: Thank you. Or, <laughs> hey! Hey! <laughs> So me and the boys had beers last week. Hey, I'm the quarterback. What do you
1: got here? Bank of America. I've never been to a bank. (laughs) You tell me there's not a difference between this look as a franchise quarterback
0: and this look.
2: Apparently, turn your hat backwards. It makes you incapable of
3: speaking.
0: Right. If I'm meeting with the Bank of America CEO, I'm gonna make sure that my Philadelphia Eagles hat is facing forward and not backwards. It's like the
1: kind of thing I would hear my dad tell me. To so like, hey, don't wear your hat in the restaurant we're going into. I'm like, this is a cheeseburger Bobby's dad. Like I here, wear my hat. Let's hear Jonathan.
0: <laughs> when you interview with Bank of America, you make sure that your suit is dry clean, your shirt. Is ironed your collars or starched and make sure your daggone Philadelphia Eagles hat is facing forwards, not backwards, like some kind of slack jawed idiot.
1: He's an athlete. He wears athletic clothing.
2: What's the big deal too about him meeting with the Bank of America CEO? Like the Bank of America CEO met with Carson Wentz because he gets paid less than Carson Wentz. So like <laughs> who's Carson Wentz trying to impress. <laughs> Right? he's like you're 15 million a year short of being me so like what's the deal
1: i saw somebody reply to that tweet saying exactly that like carson Wentz makes more than you colin and then he, i don't know i didn't know colin had like defenders but here they come like well i wouldn't say that let's take into consideration i'm just like i'm not reading the scrap.
2: No. oh i'm saying that carson Wentz makes like 15 mil more a year than the ceo of bank america too right so like Trying to impress somebody in like half your pay grade, it's the other way around, right? Bank of America CEO should be sucking up Carson Wentz. Advertise our stupid online deposit
1: crap. Listen, I'm a firm believer, I'm a firm believer in dress for the job that you want. He is a quarterback, he can wear his hat backwards and a t shirt because he's a quarterback.
2: He already (laughs) got the job, his job is to throw the football at some people.
1: Like, I walk around with a camera a lot. And try to be inconspicuous, even though I'm kind of a big dude. So I'm not going to be wearing like really awesome looking button ups with slacks tucked in, looking like I'm in a blazer, looking like I'm a lawyer. Like that's not going to happen.
2: Personally, I wish that Carson Wentz would only wear long sleeve button ups with like, you know, the white collar with the blue shirt or the blue collar with the white shirt so that he could really give the appearance of somebody that gets arrested for getting hand jobs at, like, salons in
0: Florida or something
2: like that. <laughs> that's,
0: that's classy. That's how you run the NFL. Got some, got a few NBA hasty takes. Y'all are familiar with the uh, Babylon Bee? It's been described by some as the uh, alt-right onion. Oh my gosh. <laughs> they, uh, you know, I, I follow them. They're, they're, they're a little bit hit or miss. I really like it when they're poking fun. How ridiculous. Uh, evangelical church culture is and maybe mm-hmm. not trying to own the libs but uh they had a really good uh photoshop job it was uh los angeles lakers were honoring the passing of the late ruth bader ginsburg by wearing jerseys with laced collars on them which was uh that was part of her get up and uh this got they got viral on social media not just because uh, some people thought it was really funny, but others thought it was real, including Drew Faust, who used to be the president of Harvard University. He tweeted, <laughs> how great is this? NBA players wear special lace collars to honor Ruth Bader Ginsburg, the Babylon Bee. <laughs> got him. And it's a pretty good photo- Photoshop job, I, I got to say, but like, gosh, it looks so ridiculous. Like, you think LeBron James? would be wearing a freaking doily around his neck.
2: <laughs> Have you not seen how most NBA players dress when they're walking into games? I think a doily around his neck was actually a Russell Westbrook outfit. He wore like a fish head <laughs> toe. So, yeah, like, maybe, maybe it's not that crazy.
0: crazy. <laughs> maybe yeah. it's a little too conservative. I just thought it was I funny. Need, I need at least stuff.
2: three times as many doilies.
1: Uh, it is a, to be fair, it is a really excellent Photoshop job. Oh yeah, they get the wrinkles in the shirt and I mean, everything. I mean, it's it's really good. And it and it's it's the perfect. This is why I like I get frustrated with them because when they make the really stupid, really partisan ones, I just shake my head because they can do stuff like this where it's just barely over the line where somebody right. could go, "Is that real?" Like that's that's the sweet spot that the Onion did so well for. Uh, I don't know. If, I don't really read the Onion anymore. I guess they might still do it well, but that's that's that sweet spot where you.
2: That's what good satire is, right? When you're not completely sure if it's serious or not, if it's real or fake, right? That's when you, yeah, you're nailing it.
0: There's definitely an element of believability because the NBA, uh, the players have been like very, like very sympathetic towards political causes that are maybe more in line of uh, sort of left wing America a little bit. Just you don't, don't have, have to it.
1: say it so. Shyly, I haven't met a I, single conservative, NBA, political, anything.
0: There's
2: a couple, but but there's not many.
0: Yeah, I think the whole China thing kind of like kind of put a stop on that because I don't know. It seems like I don't. I don't want to get into this. this. Is not a politics. Let's let's move on. I'm tired of this. If into this conversation you go, only pain will you find.
2: All I know. Yeah, all I know is I'm getting all geared up for the NBA Finals and I'm going to watch Giannis versus Leonard like we all knew would happen.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I I heard that was happening. Isn't that happening? Yeah, man. The Miami Heat won the Eastern Finals. Um, Gosh, freaking, what's his name? Nick Spolstra? Is that his name? He's 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 still the coach of the Miami Heat and I didn't know that. Turns out he's a very good coach. Right. Like somehow he got past the Celtics and they're going to play the Lakers. Honestly, I wouldn't have picked either of these teams to be where they are right now, but I don't know. I also don't watch as much NBA. Uh, Scott, what can you tell us about uh, the matchup between uh, Giannis and uh, Myers Leonard? (laughs)
2: <laughs> oh oh it's it's little baby Tentacoupo versus Myers Leonard
0: not Giannis
2: versus Kawhi Leonard you say
0: Wait did i get it wrong Giannis sorry
2: No no Giannis is the good one
0: Okay You didn't get it's, it wrong
2: It's little little baby brother Untentacoupo that uh is employed by the Lakers to say Oh the- I say plays for the Lakers would be a bit of a stretch. We're trying to be, you know, keep our journalist journalistic integrity here. Uh, I don't know that he's ever been on the court for them, but he's he's technically plays for them. Okay. Anyway, yeah, I guess him versus Myers Leonard is uh, the dream matchup we've all been waiting for, right? I'm
0: so excited.
3: I'm so uh, excited.
0: Scott, do you have you watch more NBA than the rest of us? Do you have any uh, hot takes for the finals this year?
2: My hot takes for up to this point is that the NBA playoffs have actually been more fun than usual because it's not just been chalk, chalk, chalk all the way down. We've had multiple teams coming back or multiple series where teams came back from down three, one and seven game series to win it. You had, you know, the nuggets with a huge upset over the Clippers. You had the heat with a huge upset over the bucks. I think the heat are like the fourth worst team to ever make the finals if you go by seeding or like regular season win percentage. It's just wild. Like if you're a four seed and you make the finals, you might be the fourth biggest underdog to ever be in the finals. Wow. They're just not underdogs that make it. It Just doesn't happen. That's not how the NBA rolls. So, but yeah, I mean, yeah, he'd have been super fun to watch. Like a really good team. Basically had the best-case scenario for almost every single meaningful player, right? Like, you're like, okay, this guy might be anywhere from okay to pretty good. Uh, All of those turned out pretty good, and they all were healthy, and they're all clicking at the right time. a lot of fun. But they'll probably just lose because the team has LeBron and AD, and they don't, so. But I say that that's what everybody said about Miami last round, and that's what everybody said about Miami the round before that, so...
1: Who knows? We'll see. I guess we'll just see what we'll see.
2: What we won't see is we won't see Giannis. And we won't see Kawhi Leonard.
0: And we definitely <laughs> won't see playoff P. <laughs> Are we hastied out? We have to get out of the hasty takes as quickly as Oklahoma decided they were going to get out of college football playoff contention.
1: how? <laughs> Let's do a little college football roundup. A little college football
0: roundup.
2: Wait, were there any overreactions to the first real weekend of college
0: football? Um, I think the real question is, did anyone not overreact <laughs> to the first week of real college football? Nailed it. Uh, geez, I don't know where to begin. Let's see. We were talking a little bit about Georgia before we started recording. Because, you know, this is the Homer cast in some capacity. You've got three alum from that uh, hallowed university on this pod. Um, some people were really bummed out about how the offense performed because they were down seven to five. At the half, uh, I don't know. I, my expectation. Good
2: old classic 1947 football, right there.
0: Right. It was. uh, Yes. It was pretty much pre Vietnam era football up until halftime. And then Georgia put on its big boy pants and said, we're going to go score some points. And uh, they did it. uh, You know, it was a modest but respectable effort to do so. Um, they didn't when I saw them.
1: the final score at the end of the game, I was like, "It did not feel like this score."
0: <laughs> no, because this is a this is a team this is Arkansas team I think got its butt handed to him was by North Texas. Was that last year or two seasons ago? Yeah, North Texas know. is not good, so that's not something you want. They haven't won twenty one SEC games like they've they've been on in the hole for like twenty something games. That's pretty bad. That's very bad.
2: Uh, somebody had a sign
3: in the stands that, you know, said X number of
2: days since
1: Arkansas won an SEC game. It was in let the me just I remember your song.
2: It was a lot of days, right?
1: <laughs> yeah. It was like, it was like four years worth almost. Eh, nah, three and a half years like worth. Pretty much days.
2: So.
0: Yeah. Barack yeah. Obama was probably spreading marmalade on his toast in the White House <laughs> <laughs> last time they won an SEC game. Oh, man.
1: Uh, I mean, yeah, I don't Oklahoma know. lost um, to Kansas State. LSU oh lost. I mean, at this point, I mean, wait, wait,
2: like, Kansas State was Kansas coming man. off a really big win and some good early season success, right?
1: Yeah. No, well, they Kansas State's <laughs> in their head. Kansas State's in their head. They just basket case. Also, I watched the end of that game because I saw that they were going to lose. And what's that guy's name? Spencer Radler. Yeah, yeah Radler. a weird looking dude, man. he is he did these weird like cornrow things and it's just like I was like you look like you're like Jesse Pickman's friend in Breaking Bad (laughs) what like he looks like he rolls in that crew Mongoose is that his name yeah anyway he threw he was like leading Oklahoma to like tie it or something he threw like the dumbest throw and got picked off at the end I was like like that's not that's no bueno (laughs) that's Uh. no bueno at all
0: Yeah, my impression after this week was this is just going to be a really weird year of college football because all these teams didn't have spring practice. Some of them jumped into the fray but really very, very late in the process of scheduling games. Scott, you have a finger raised.
2: Yes, it's worth noting that some teams actually did get spring practice. Uh Depending on just how their schedules fell, right? So if you felt that spring practice is important and possibly might be helpful for feeling a good team, you might notice that, I don't know, say Clemson is the only top five team that had spring practice. It also brings back their quarterback and things of that nature, right? So, Right. Mm-hmm. In case you're prognosticating and or trying to put money on something.
0: Yeah. Hey, Amen. Yep. Before yep. we move to our major bullet points, I will say I was um, pleased with the second half of Georgia's offensive performance. And also, I think the direction they're heading philosophically, it seems like we're doing the vast majority of our plays in shotgun now. We're doing some things, but we didn't try as much last year, like passing over the middle of the field. Like, it's not ready.
3: Is that legal?
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes, you can actually pass inside the numbers. News to Jake Fromm, if you told him last was- year, or James Coley. I, I thought
2: that was a 10-yard penalty. I'm serious. <laughs>
0: And you can throw to your tight ends; they're also an eligible receiver. Gosh, I know that's right. Georgia did both of those things this weekend, and I was happy. I know it didn't look great, but like we tried. So
2: yeah, it's it's going to look very different. We'll see if it's different and bad or different and good as things unfold. Right. <sighs> um, in the previous four years with Kirby Smart, I think the most plays they'd ever run was like seventy-six plays or something which was against Oklahoma, a very up-tempo team, and in double overtime, right? Uh, Against Arkansas, 89 plays. We normally run like 65, right? So we're basically almost one and a half times as many plays. I was watching, trying to catch up. I was behind, and I normally just, you know, skip 15 seconds forward right after someone makes a tackle, and that was putting me like mid-next play already. So that's when I noticed, hey, this is screwing up my watching pattern. We're at a different
1: pace. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, you led off with uh, Oklahoma's uh, loss. And uh, they not only lost the game, but they lost the lineman after the game. Oh, right?
0: yeah. Oh, yeah. Someone called it quit.:
1: Oklahoma, Oklahoma offensive lineman EJ Endoma Algar, I think I said that right, has chosen to opt out of playing the remainder of the 2020 season. This, of course, was retweeted by Dan Wilkin, who is, let me be clear, he's not criticizing this kid for opting out. Not criticizing him, but two hours after the loss? Question mark?
0: (sighs) I'm disappointed in our man, Dan. It's just like,
1: not to to brag or anything. It's like when people say that, not to brag or anything. Let me brag. Like, are you criticizing him or not? Be a
2: man. At this point, you're not even trying hard enough, Dan. Like you've got a party line, stick to it, right? Oh, this guy risks life and limb to stick around and play for championships, and you know he's an un- he's unpaid labor. And at this point, it's clear that they're not going to be in the championship, so he's just protecting himself and his family, and he's opting out. It's not even hard. It Took nine like right. seconds.
0: <laughs> Give Scott your phone, Dan, and he'll write your dang tweets for you. <laughs>
2: I'd probably just flush it, but if for a certain amount of money, I would tweet um, under his handle.
0: I wonder if Clay Travis got a hold of his phone and was trying to like, oh, I'm going to tweet on Dan's phone, but I'm going to try to sound like Dan Wilkin." But he forgot it. Dan Wolkin would never, never criticize a kid for opting out of college football. COVID He said, he said he's not going to do it. Justin. But (laughs) he said, but dot, dot, (laughs) dot. (laughs) He basically said, with all due respect. (laughs) It's like saying, bless your heart down the south. With all due respect, kiss my ass. I said, with (laughs) all due respect. (laughs) Bless your heart. You're just an idiot. I mean, bless his heart. Bless his heart. You can't do anything. You're just bless your heart.
1: Anyway, who did Florida play this weekend?
2: Uh, They played Ole Miss.
1: Didn't they score like combined like eighty five points in that game, two hundred and fifty points, yeah. four hundred points, something like that. Thirteen hundred yards. Eight.
2: Both teams had over six hundred yards. It was uh, uh, offense first.
1: Yeah, was, yeah. The, the Gators gave up six hundred yards. You know what else yeah. they? You know what else they got? They got the honors yeah. of having the defensive player of the week. <laughs> <laughs> Did
2: they just have somebody that had like nineteen tackles? Because there were so many tackles to be had.
1: I think it's yeah, a center. I mean, it's their center.
2: No, no it's no not.
1: Way. It's their it's their linebacker, Ventrell Miller.
2: I bet he had like 19 tackles because each team ran 142 plays.
1: Yeah, so I want to know. Are you looking are you looking up his stats for that game? Uh yeah, probably. I can't
2: help myself. My fingers start moving.
0: Do they count how many <laughs> tackles happened after the first down marker?
2: Did Sorry. he have oh look at that? He had 15 tackles. <laughs> the he, team just
0: ch- he just
2: had more chances to make tackles. <laughs> yeah, the Florida defense as a whole had 80 tackles, and Ole Miss had 77 tackles, which means you had 80 and 77 like non-scoring, non-out-of-bounds plays each, right? Right. <laughs> Non-punts, non-field goals.
1: It uh, wasn't
2: good. just a load of plays.
1: This tweet that, were, that it, where he was making fun of this is from Dr. SEC and he ends it by saying 2020 just keeps
0: 2020-ing. I appreciate Dr. SEC. One, because he liked our meme tweet we sent out this week uh, about the SEC coming back. But two, also, I think he kept this background in reality because so many people overreacted about Florida getting 600-something yards on offense, including their own head coach, who... Uh, <laughs> I don't know if you know this, he broke a record um, that Steve Spurrier set when he was the the ball coach in Gainesville. Dan Mullen said after the game, I expect a bottle of wine on my desk when I get back Monday for breaking that record to which Steve Spurrier responded. We can always count on Steve to be snarky. He said, if you win an SEC championship, I'll bring you two. <laughs> <laughs> so
3: when, you gotta
2: win the East uh, first. you know. Gotta win a division, but
0: Oh, so if he gets if he just wins the East Division, I think Steve Spurs should just put a wine cooler on his desk.
2: <laughs>
0: I, brought you, I brought you this wine cooler. Um, <laughs> this the SEC Players of the
1: Week, um, did feature uh, a Georgia player, but I don't know if it's the right one. Not that Jake Carter isn't a great punter because that bitch can punt, but it's interesting that they don't put LeCount on here because he had two picks and one of them was one handed.
0: Oh, yeah, and they were like in a game where offense couldn't score, and so it's a big deal it's so it's hard to sometimes it's hard to judge a cornerback just by stats alone or any kind of defensive back because it's technically true. if he did his job perfectly, he wouldn't have any stats because nobody threw to his side of the field. now he, <laughs> he right. he had one bad play where he got burned deep, and that was Felipe Frank's one touchdown pass. Of it was the game. a bad play. it was bad. I remember right. that. They probably saw that and be like, this guy's not making the players of the week." Right. And it's hard to gauge whether that Richard LeCount's going to be, like, great at the next level. But right now, he's a damn fine SEC uh, defensive back. And you're not going to see it. SEC.
2: That- SEC. That's right. With,
0: it just means more, bitch.
2: With defenders like that in the SEC, ain't nobody coming in and throwing for 600 yards
1: in their first game. That's all I'm saying. Scott. Scott. <laughs> They could throw <laughs> for 600 yards if they just ran the air raid offense you see uh, what is this, I've been, what is told, this I've been told I've been told by uh G- the sports commentator genius Danny Cannell can you imagine if the air raid had been in the SEC for the past 10 years? I mean it only took one game to shred a big bad SEC defense apart. He of course is
0: referring to Mississippi State beating LSU. And an LSU that has like maybe 45 kids on scholarship and minus Derek Stingley, that LSU.
1: I think they lost like two dozen players to the NFL, something like that. I'm sorry, not two dozen, about a dozen players to the NFL.
0: Hey, I'll give credit to where it's due. I think uh, KJ Costello and the Mississippi state air raid was freaking awesome during that game. Well, we don't know how good LSU's defense really is, but I thought they did well. Uh,
2: LSU lost a lot of people. Um, Costello was good at Stanford. And Mike Leach is awesome at running offense everywhere he goes. Um, Danny Cannell must not know anything about football because if he's complaining about the Air Raid not being in the SEC, he definitely doesn't know that the Air Raid made its Division One debut with Hal Mummy and Mike Leach at Kentucky.
0: And what conference does Kentucky? What, what conference were they in at that time? Were they the Big East? Were they um, ACC?
2: They were in the SEC basketball conference, and the <laughs> moonlight.
1: <laughs> they were. They were. They were SEC for basketball only. Uh, yeah,
2: they were D three for other sports.
1: My one of my favorite my favorite college football podcasts is Cover Three. It's like the CBS one. I like the three guys on there. They just added Danny Connell. and mm. I was like. Oh. he's a nice guy he's a positive dude but he's kind of a big dumb idiot
2: he just has his shtick because he knows that it like pays to just like promote the acc and say the sec is not that good because then all the sec fans are up in your mentions giving you clicks and likes because they're mad and then all the other conferences that aren't the best conference are you know eating it up and loving it so it gets a bunch of clicks it gets a bunch
3: of likes true
0: does he not have wikipedia like, I just guess like not. Been... Um,
3: no it got lost
2: in his tournament <laughs> for those of you who don't know who it's buried up in the fold and it just got <laughs> sweated through so now you can't get there <laughs>
1: For those of you who don't know anything about Danny Cannell, he—if you know who the actor Patrick Wilson is—he's in a bunch of horror movies. He looks exactly like him, so just imagine that <laughs> actor, and you know what Danny Cannell looks like. Also, An actor he who was, was like Steve Jobs. <laughs> oh yeah, he
0: does. He does wear a turtleneck.
1: Um, he also, I think, was a backup at Florida State
2: in the nineties. Correct? I think he was a the starter there at some point. And he was start- there like, in the Bowden. And like Rick, his offensive coordinator, years when they were really good.
0: Okay. Wait, he's a football player who played in the '90s and doesn't know that Mike Leach coached the Air Raid in Kentucky.
2: Yeah, this just in: athletes is dumb.
0: Uh, <laughs> who was that? Who was in that area? Was that like Tim Couch, or was that the Pillsbury Throw Boy? Mm, that was Tim
1: Couch. The Pillsbury that Throw Couch. Boy. That was Tim Couch,
2: and people may remember. If they're worried about the air raid being successful in the SEC, when it made its division one debut in the SEC, it was incredibly successful turned <laughs> into a functional football team. Kentucky has been a functional football team twice under Bear Bryant and with the air raid. Right. So unless, you know, you just don't want to win then yeah, you should at least consider if you're a team like Mississippi state, Ole Miss Kentucky, you know, you're like kind of tier two in the conference at best. You're not going right. to win titles and just go for it. Like you have n- nothing to lose by winning eight or nine games every year.
0: That does say true. the question if it was successful for Kentucky, why did it not stick in the league? Because it seems like it just went back to power football through the I formation.
2: Yeah, I think how Mummy got old and retired, and Mike Leach had left and taken it elsewhere to be a head coach elsewhere.
0: Yeah. Right. Well, now it's back with furious oh, yeah. It's back to the tune
2: of all the passing yards,
0: <laughs> 70, com- 70 attempts per game. This is what. <laughs> what did he, what did KJ Costello finish with? Like six hundred yards passing? Yeah, it was like I thought it was like six sixty or something.
1: He had I don't know. like
0: over sixty attempts. So
1: it was. Uh, you can you can call it. You can consider their air rated. <laughs> Holy cow! <laughs> did y'all see the? You know how the teams will oh, yeah, now oh, yeah. have...
2: Quick thought, quick thought. I can't wait for LSU to go to the air raid offense because they're going to be the airboat raid, and it's going to be glorious.
1: Goodbye, you <laughs> Bengals. Use the airboat raid.
3: <laughs>
1: it's like... I said, we going to get the ball, ball for the air. <laughs> Just <laughs> the quarterback right it. on top of yeah. that big old gonna throw the ball about 75 ball. times a game.
2: We're going to throw this ball to that alligator 40 times a game, and we're going to throw the ball to the other alligator... Four to five time
1: game. Called the alligator air raid. Um,
2: <laughs> You're my two pack alligator. Did he air? Did he raid?
1: Have y'all see, uh teams have the little gimmick for when you get a turnover? Like uh, at Georgia, they wear the spikes. At Miami, it's like a cool looking chain.
0: Uh, a chain uh, with Miami a gun like, on the end of it. How dare
1: Miami they.
2: chain is very cool, but when it was turned backwards, it did look like a gun.
1: Yeah, that's true. That's, it had very, a, that's very on brand for Miami. Jeweled Miami,
2: but they had it like backwards and it's just the side. So it's just like stainless steel and it's like shaped like a gun. Everybody's mm. like, why does Miami have a turnover block? <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's on brand. It's on, you know what's even more on brand is uh, old Mrs. Shtick. What's they that have a turnover nine? bag of cash? <laughs> like <in> a <laughs> straight up cartoon looking bag of money that you would see in a cartoon. <laughs> They just are holding it up like, I got a turnover. And everyone's like, yeah, get your money. Get your, get your money.
0: Representative of uh, the actual bag of cash that a booster well, will hand them. Uh, well, yeah, that's hand. what I was going to say. What you
1: don't know is that that bag is actually full of money. And whoever gets the
0: does the best at the end of that game takes it home. Larry Thompson probably looks at it and says, that's all they're giving you? <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. I got more than that. I didn't get no turnovers. I just made good blocks. And they gave me more money than that. And that is beautiful.
2: Yeah. Props to Lane Kiffin for just like leaning into that and just taking it to another right. level.
1: <laughs> I saw that's going to be one interesting egg bowl. Ooh. I'm going to tune in. Yes, that's gonna be good. That's good watching. Is that Thanksgiving? Is that always on Thanksgiving? Uh, I'd have to look up their schedules.
2: Like, you mean to tell me on Thanksgiving I can watch Mike Leach in the area of Mississippi State play Lane Kiffin and Old Miss? Or I can talk to relatives about politics during an election season. I wonder which and I'll you choose. Can watch.
1: <laughs> or you can watch the America's team, Cowboys. <laughs> America's team it is,
3: um, is a playoff win, win in the last two decades.
1: November twenty eighth is Thanksgiving, right? Um Lord. Well, right well it
3: might be the day
2: after. It's like that Looking. Friday the day after. It's a good leftovers because usually, yeah, it'll be pretty early. If I'm lucky, it'll be nine Pacific. I'll eat some like breakfast leftover mac and cheese and watch some football. Yo, boy.
0: Mm. I remember back when it was Dan Mullen and Hugh Freeze. People thought that was a lot of personality for the Egg Bowl. Nobody knew it was coming. Like,
3: yeah, it
2: wasn't much personality, but it was a lot of
0: offense at least. But now we have offense
2: more. and personality.
1: It was a. It's the Saturday after Thanksgiving. Okay, Um, close enough. Hey, I heard they gave uh, Tennessee's coach Pruitt an extension slash a raise. Oh boy, did they! I don't know the details of it. Is
2: that because they beat Georgia State?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Guys, we finally did it. We beat (laughs) Georgia State. They did it before or after the South Carolina game? Actually,
2: didn't do it. (laughs) They still haven't done
1: it. Is it something they're talking
2: about, kind of thing? I meant to do it as like beat Georgia
1: State. Do it. They still haven't done that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> their extension to raise. I was like, wait. I thought they did. They probably
0: did. Yeah, I think David Pollock had some interchange with a uh, Vols fan. Let me see if I could find it.
1: They signed a six-year uh extension through the 2025. Um, annual salary will jump. To four point two, beginning in twenty twenty
0: one. That's big money for a college 3. football yeah,
1: coach. He makes point eight right now.
0: Not not in the SEC. That's like
1: Kentucky money. Oh, got we're Got him. That is got a me. jab at Tennessee, and I love it, and I respect it. See, I I thought I'm pretty
2: before, sure. I think, I'm pretty sure that's. Not, I mean, it's not top third. I know that.
0: Without even think thinking. What, yeah, I Mark's think dude. Nick Saban makes what. Seven or eight, right? Six or seven? Uh, he makes
2: he makes nine, and the booster Ooh. club has to pay
0: for his house. Oh, uh, uh,
2: Mark Stoops, Mark Stoops at Kentucky, I see here listed as four point seven six for twenty nineteen. Will Muschamp four point four.
1: I got a I got a twenty twenty list from according to agency. Okay. Yeah, uh, so like, he's back at four million. In, back in that's like
2: tenth out of fourteenth, right?
1: Who do you think is the whoever's not looking at the list? Who do you think is the the lowest paid coach in the SEC? Uh,
2: Twenty twenty belt. Um, it might be Drinkowitz at Mizzou. A lot of new coaches.
1: is that the guy who replaced Barry Odom?
2: Yes, Drinkowitz at Uh,
1: Mizzou. Yeah, at the time this. Article was published, it listed Barry Odom, which I
0: guess he was still the coach. Because so. Vanderbilt barely has an athletic association.
1: Yep, they're oh. second to last, 3.3 3 million. And Will yeah. Must jump is 3.3, 3, according to this list. Rolling in dough. Yeah, Nick Saban like- 9 million. Ed Orcher on 8.7. Well, Jimbo at 7.5. Gus Malzon, 6.9. Jimbo Fisher
2: is 7.5. Gus- it's like a, a million per point against Vanderbilt:
0: Gus Malzahn threatened to leave Auburn or <laughs> <Yeah. it> was, <laughs> several times to take jobs at like Arkansas or wherever, and like it always came like those those stories usually popped up right around the time of the Iron Bowl game, and if you do what he did last year and, and you know beat Bama, like they'll throw the you know oh. throw the kitchen sink at you just to stay. It was
2: 2017 where they beat. Georgia and Alabama, both number one in like back-to-back weeks. And then before the right. championship game rolled around, all of a sudden he got himself a big new deal. And then they lost to the Georgia and lost to UCF and
1: haven't like paid for anything since.
0: Yeah. How the mighty fell.
1: What was that exchange you said was happening on Pollock's Twitter feed?
0: Oh yeah. So David Pollock, he just sends out a nice little cold, a cold question to vol nation big orange valhalla valhalla excuse me he he says tennessee football fans i'm curious your reaction to pruitt's extension slash raise we all in and he gets a reply from a a tennessee fan he says i'd feel better about it if it happened after a nine win season um which you know that's as a as a Georgia fan, I think the, that would be a low bar in a regular season, but you have to remember where Tennessee's coming from. But then Kevin Brown, who SEC affiliation unknown says seven is the new nine for Tennessee hail. <laughs> this is a ten like a ten game season, nine wins is really dang good. True. But uh, and I think that's that's probably the A good way uh, to—I don't—I—I can't do the math in my head right now, but I would say that seven wins would be. Just take two
2: off. The the SEC, you're playing a ten-game schedule instead of a twelve-game. Those extra two are going to be cupcakes, right? So if you're normally eleven and one, nine and one, just take two right off.
0: So yeah, I think a seven and three Vols team, and I don't know if they've decided what they're going to do about bowl games yet. But let's just say they don't have bowl games. It's just seven and three Vols that's enough to me for them to be preseason national champions heading into 2021.
3: <laughs> for <Full Irony>. me. Ah.
2: <laughs> c- candy corn spray. <laughs> oh gosh.
0: That's so gross. You're talking um, about, talk about Mad Max, big, yeah. big orange Valhalla.
2: Mad Max Fulmer Road. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> I forgot. I love uh, it.
2: Somebody needs um, somebody. Needs if SEC needs a like a Mad Max Fulmer Road with like fat fill in the front of one of the vehicles, all orange.
0: If SEC <laughs> had a little bit more creativity, maybe we could count on them to deliver and a bigger budget.
1: So, uh, Mississippi State upsets LSU. Mike Leach, what does he tweet after his victory?
0: <laughs> <Just>. <laughs> he treats the stupid picture of i guess it's him holding this shriveled pumpkin that looks like has a little face it's like desiccated uh,
1: it, desiccated yeah, pumpkin face thing it
0: looks like one of the one of the characters from the mummy after he like eats their soul you know
1: it, lo- it looks like the thing from harry potter the
0: oh yeah the it thing, does
1: the remorse the rug remorse mandrake. Or- mandrake that's what it is yeah the
0: mandrake he, uh,
1: thing.
0: This is just a few hours after he beats uh, LSU game. I think very few people picked the Bulldogs to win. And he says, this is what happens when we drain pumpkins of their spice. Think twice before you order that latte. <laughs> <laughs> he's so good. Oh, man. <laughs> it's like, I think he forgets he's a football coach when he's not doing football things. Yeah, he like, just does, does his, his own weird here?
2: thing. He's a quirky dude. I will say after the game, like on the field, they were interviewing him and he was like, well, we just played a little LSU because it turned out that the new England Patriots and the Kansas city chiefs were all busy this weekend. So, you know, we just had to play. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Oh
1: man. I did see that. That was excellent.
0: What what a guy.
1: I think he wants, I think he either moonlights (laughs) as a comedian or he wants to anything else y'all want to say about college football.
2: Yeah,
1: I like that they play it on the weekend where you can watch it on TV. Ah, a perfect segue into huh. baseball. Mamma mia, it's a baseball. The postseason schedule is out, and the first day of baseball playoffs—excuse me, postseason—will be Wednesday. Uh, and much to Scott's chagrin, if he would like to tune in to watch his Atlanta Braves, he's going to need to get up at 9 a.m. Pacific for that first pitch. <laughs>
2: so dumb i already
3: have
1: a meeting scheduled
2: during like the second But the be- be over, we're gonna be down 11 to nothing and this, and you <laughs> know what
1: this isn't even a, this isn't even a COVID thing because i know in years past this first series the first playoff series is always got a weird start time at like 2 30 and it's usually for tv so they can squeeze two games in because in the past it'd be like like, knocking, oh, look, the stadium is so empty. It's like, it's 2.30 on a Tuesday, and this is Atlanta. This isn't at rich New York. Like, people got jobs, <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, there's not there's a stadium
2: yet. Work. You can't just take <laughs> the subway from work to get to the game, right? Exactly. Gotta, like, bust it through traffic to get on Marta, to then ride Marta, to then hitch a ride, to, like, hope you can get there in time for the third inning to get, like, a $6 <laughs> hot dog. <laughs>
0: <laughs> or your uh, your Waffle House Ash browns? They still do that? It's been a yeah, long yeah, time since so we've been to SunTrust or True. Yeah, excuse been. me, the truest of all baseball parks. Mm. I think
1: you mean Henry Aaron Field.
0: Amen, brother. The Hank.
1: I'm gonna call it the Hank. I don't, Ooh, I don't that's, that's Hank.
0: good. Gosh, why don't they hire us to be on their marketing team?
1: Because they suck. <laughs> <laughs> because to be in a on a marketing uh, in a marketing firm or branding firm that makes a ton of money, it's about who you know. You don't necessarily have to be talented.
0: As is tradition.
1: Yeah. Um, Post-East Scouts are released. Uh, two games will start at the same time at noon, and then there's one starting at 2, one starting at 3, one starting at 4, one starting at 5, one starting at 7, and one starting at 10 Eastern. So if you want to OD on baseball or OD on gambling and betting, lose your house, you can do that on Wednesday.
0: Or if you want to OD on meth, just go to an overpass in Atlanta.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh man. And don't try the, uh, and try not to burn down I-285 again. Sorry, the, too uh, soon. Too random, too soon. I'm sorry.
1: It is too random. No, but Miami Marlins made the playoffs, y'all. Uh but why? Why? Because 85 teams made the playoffs. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13. Like a 16. 16 teams made the playoffs. Is it 30 teams or 32? I thought it was 30, 30. so, yeah. 31. So over my- half. Congrats. Over half. Oh. Ugh. Oh. <sighs> yeah, the Marlins made the playoffs despite having a negative run differential. I think they were negative 45?
2: Negative Negative forty-four. 40. Pretty impressive in a 60-game season. That projects to that's
3: quite
2: you know, a a minus hundred in a regular season. Imagine yeah, like a full season, true. somebody loses by hundred runs and makes the playoffs.
0: It's just a tick below mediocrity, only redeemed by the fact that they're about one or two games over five hundred. I mean the hot
1: the hot take you'll hear about the Marlins is listen, <clears throat> y'all, the last two teams have made the, the last two times they've made the postseason, they've won the World Series. That's true. Ninety-seven, uh, two thousand
2: three. The playoffs. The heck,
1: teams. That's true. They actually had baseball. like <laughs> effing players on those teams.
0: Hey, at least they had a a winning uh, average, though, because uh, Houston Astros somehow their shame tour is going to take them through the postseason at a four hundred eighty three win percentage, twenty nine yes. wins, thirty one losses.
1: They were twenty nine and thirty one. So yeah, four eighty three win percentage. The tweet that I loved, I just, oof, I loved it, and I immediately sent it to you guys for this, this, this podcast because I'm here for it. I'm here for the Astros Astros shame tour. 2017, Astros, um, there's six hitters here. I have their averages, and I'm going to compare them to what they hit this year. Now, statistically, you know, one player might have a down year. I feel like statistically, that becomes the fact that six players have a down year at the same time becomes a little bit more statistically improbable all at the same time. 2017 is when they were banging trash cans, for those who boop, don't
2: know. so I, for one, miss the days of the Doug Funny offense.
0: <laughs> hey, funny. Swing. Astros
1: in 2017, Altuve, he batted 340, 346. I think he was MVP, wasn't he? I can't remember. Um, this year, he bat 219. Correa, 313 in 2017. This year, 264. Bregman, 284. And this year, 242. Guriel, 299. This year, 232. Springer, 283. This year, 269. Not a huge difference there. Redick, 314 this year, 245. The person who shared this, somebody specifically commented, like, Reddick is the giveaway, because anytime Reddick gets over 300, you know something's going on. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, oh, that's That's good. I don't know. Uh, I just... I'm sorry. It's... it's. I mean,
0: look at uh, Altuve. That's, like, that's shocking. That's so bad. 219. I mean, at least Barry Bonds had a good batting average before he started popping roids. (laughs) Uh,
1: I don't know. Something tells me... I feel like the popping of the roids and the shots and the creams uh, are in a different... It's a different category altogether than, like, banging trash (laughs) (laughs) can.
0: Man. Like, good lord. I loved what uh, the college football Reddit tweeted about it. Not their... uh, This is not their ballpark, per se, but man, they had a really good take. They were just uh, looking at their win record, and they said, Houston is uh, the first sub-500 team ever to make the MLB postseason. In college football, extra bowl bids are given to sub-500 teams by academic performance. Haven't seen the Astros' grades, but their thesis project on remote sensing was exceptional. (laughs) (laughs)
1: That's really good. That's perfect. So... The postseason starts Wednesday. The Braves will square off against the Cincinnati Reds. And my boy, mm, he's going to be enemy for a day. Trevor Bauer sure to get the the nod as the number one starter for Cincinnati. And he's had some good <laughs> tweets lately. <laughs> Speaks his mind. Um, before we get to their tweets, I should say, uh, this cracked me up, and I'm just going to touch on it for 30 seconds. because The Reds released a statement. About Tom Brennan's decision to step away from the broadcast booth, I thought he had already been fired, but that had not happened. Um, I'm not going to read it; it's kind of long. And <sighs> whatever, he he stepped away. Uh, applaud his heartfelt. The Reds applaud his heartfelt efforts for reconciliation of the LGBTQ community. Yada yada yada. Whatever. The best part about this is all the replies <laughs> to the <laughs> posts from the Reds is just. His the text version of his on-air apology, complete with the interruption of the home run. So every replies, (laughs) I pride myself and think of myself as a man of faith. And there's a drive in the deep left field by (laughs) Casillas, and that'll be a home run. And so that'll make it a 4-0 ball game. I don't know if I'll be putting on this headset again, whether that be for the Reds or my bosses at Fox. (laughs)
3: <laughs> and
1: that is just that is replied onto the tweet 17 like everybody copied it oh it's so funny oh, that's really funny anyway trevor bauer uh <laughs> trevor bauer uh he's that guy that uh if he's on your team you love him if he's not you're just like this prick you just want to like want him to see you want to see him get punched in the face but he was uh he was asked about by uh, I think it's a, lo- a local ABC guy here in Atlanta. Asked like who's tough? Who's going to be the tougher out? Freddie Freeman or Marcelo Zeno? And he said, "Well, they're all tough outs, but we'll talk about that after we win this series." Which I thought was, I mean, what is he? What do you want him to say? <sighs> that was pretty good.
0: Yeah, I mean, they're competitors, and like I don't know, I, they're both great. I expect them to kick our ass. What? Yeah, oh, like, like what? <laughs> what statements do you want?
1: Also, I, I like. Know. I like personally. I like when my players are confident going into right. the game. It's Moxie. It looks cool. As somebody Mike. who's seen a pitcher like Mike Foltynewicz completely undone on the mound, like uh, I want some Moxie out there. Hey, you might serve up some home runs, but at least you didn't like collapse in on yourself like a black hole or a dying star or something. What was that other thing, I
0: Trevor just, Bauer? I, I just want to win a series. We have
3: too
2: much to ask every every twenty years when one playoff
0: series. If it's Winland Atlanta, and the- yes, it is too much to ask. <laughs> yeah. What was the uh, other thing
1: that Trevor Bauer tweeted?
0: Oh, he uh basically he said, "What I've been wondering a lot when I go out in public, especially when I'm going to like grocery stores or I order takeout at restaurants, where like." You've seen it. Someone has a mask. Like, I could come in. I have a mask. I'm safe. And as soon as they walk to the side of the restaurant, sit at the table, that thing comes off. And, like, it's basically just a normal restaurant outing. And uh, they have a bubble at these uh, these hotels where all these baseball teams are staying. And Trevor Bauer hits us up on Twitter with, families can't stay with players at our hotel. It's supposed to be a bubble, yet random members of the community can stay here, ride the same elevators, share the same lobby, etc. Some bubble this is. I guess player families should just call the hotel and book a room. (laughs) Like, yeah, like The thing is, is that wrong? (laughs) No. (laughs) There's. It's so like I'm so I'm so pro mask. Like everyone should wear a mask. But the way some people treat it, it's just like your ticket to entry and you just get forget about it. Like I have one. I don't have to use it, but here it is. Let me into your store and or restaurant or place of business or your home. Actually I'm okay with people coming into my home without a mask, but not that I have a lot of anyway, we don't have to get into that. (laughs) Not that I have a lot of people (laughs) over, but you know. (laughs) I'm trying to do my part, but it's hard.
1: Hey, you don't have to explain yourself to people.
0: Well I did think it's
1: I did I did read earlier tonight there was a a uh I forget who it was. They were talking about some NBA uh, coaches or players who were. um, It was somebody was tweeting how they were watching one of the ESPN interviewers. I think it was a lady. She was like using a six foot pole to interview these NBA players. to like stay away. And they finished the interview. And as soon as the, she had thought they cut the camera feed or something. She just like came in and gave her all of them hugs and they were just all chit chatting like normal. And I was just like, like, why um, do that? You know, like either maintain the distance because you believe in it and you think it's important, or don't because you think it's fine. And I honestly I respect it either way, but this whole charade nonsense. Like like finding the coaches who are NFL or is it NFL or in a where they're supposedly bubbled together? Anyway, they're like, you get mad at them for not wearing their mask on the sideline, or other players they're supposedly
0: bubbled with, like, they're already around them. <laughs> like, I don't know. Be consistent. That's all we're saying. Be consistent. But please wear a mask. Like, don't be, that gu- don't be that guy that wanders around Sam's Club with the mask just tucked underneath his chin, and he's just like, you
3: know.
1: <laughs> why why, why are wear wearing skin. his mask? This
0: covers only like, it's the like a, chin. Yeah, it's a, yeah, All right. It's like a chin strap. I'll something. leave you
1: with with a uh, a stat of stats. Freddie Freeman most likely will win the MVP. If he doesn't, I quit. I don't know what I'm quitting, but I'm going to quit it. You probably got to quit. You think they're going to give it to somebody else? Let's see. They ever give it to the Braves. Oh. What'd you say? They ever give it to the Braves? He leads in so many categories now. Man, it would be it would be bad. Um, Anyway, this year, Freddie Freeman finished in the top four in the majors in runs, hits, doubles, RBIs, and walks. And since they started keeping track of RBIs officially in 1920, the only other player to finish in the top four in those categories was Lou Gehrig in 1927. It's always nice when you can manipulate stats to put yourself in a category with Lou Gehrig.
3: Very impressive. Yeah, All jokes aside, he's got a really good chance of winning
1: it. Yeah, I think the last week, if the last week had gone differently, where he kind of slumped and maybe Mookie Betts just exploded or Tatis refound his form because he's been kind of cooling off lately, I'd be more concerned. But he had like ridiculous nights with like multiple RBIs and a walk off homer. Like, yeah, it's. I think you can make a stronger case for Marcelo Zuna to win it than you can for Tatis at this point. Um, Anyway, I need to go to bed. Let's be united.
0: In these troubling times, when the bonds we all share are threatened to be torn asunder by the quick takes, the hot takes, the medium-rare takes, and the takes that are doomed to be deleted on Twitter tomorrow, we need a sports take to bring us back together. Now more than ever, these are the takes that unite us. All right. Today's take that unites us comes to us from Barstool Sports. I think this is their second time being featured on this segment, which is kind of a miracle. If you know anything about Barstool, but I found this tweet and as soon as I saw it, I knew it had to be featured. Tell me, have you guys ever been to a lot of fall weddings? I got married in the fall. Uh, So, yes. yes, Jonathan, did you schedule your wedding on a college football day? No, but I got flack for scheduling my wedding after
1: college football day because that meant at my rehearsal dinner, people were annoyed that they couldn't watch Georgia lose to South Carolina, and so they were all at my rehearsal dinner, all frustrated because Georgia lost South Carolina and they weren't watching it. They were like keeping track of it on their phone, like so. I did the best that I could I watch,
2: I watch it on my phone. The rest of them were dumb. Don't be poor. To watch yeah.
1: on your phone. Stream <laughs> <Extremely>, it, baby. <laughs> Pay for that data. Um. Yeah, I mean, I did the best I could, but I, but you know, typically, you don't want to mess with college football in weddings.
0: So I got the tweet. <laughs> it's a video of a wedding reception, and they're playing. You know that scene from The Office when Jim and Pam get married, and they're doing that goofy. Um, it was like a riff off a YouTube video that was popular then, where they. Uh,
1: oh, they're playing, playing the Chris they're like, Brown forever. Yeah. It's Chris Brown's forever.
0: Yeah, Chris Brown's forever. Yeah, so yeah. they got that people are clapping along. And I would have thought this video was taken in two thousand six if I didn't see an iPhone streaming college football at some guy's feet while he's clapping along to the song.
1: Yeah, <laughs> he's very good. streaming like an SEC game. It looks like Tennessee, South Carolina.
0: Ugh poor guy. Why is it always South Carolina?
2: I remember watching USA Brazil when your sister in law got married. During the
0: during the ceremony. Scott, you're a pro. You're pro at this. I wish I had more friends like you at weddings. i I remember when I was a kid that going to weddings where there were Georgia football games on the Saturday, and there'd be old men with radio sets with earbuds, which is even <laughs> less rewarding <laughs> than watching the game, and even uh, more conspicuous than uh, just crap, wa- right. Oh <laughs> yeah, and, but they're uh, old.
2: It's turned up so loud that everybody else can hear it anyway.
0: Yeah, and you can like, hear Larry at- and
2: you third and ten take this first down to be here. <laughs> we <laughs> handed oh, up to man. Sean Cactus on a fullback <laughs> dive. <laughs>
0: uh, so, anyway, the caption to the, the tweet was getting married on a college football Saturday should be a crime. Priorities. And I couldn't agree more. Like, and I'm not saying, like, you know, people need to be drawn and quartered for scheduling weddings, but at least try. We're, we're at least not, try. not saying that we're not yeah all <laughs> the saying more is just like,
1: understand what you're doing like you're gonna schedule your wedding on a college football saturday there's gonna be a lot of people who don't like it and probably will come you just I need to understand understand that and live in reality right i don't like the people who are like that's stupid weddings should friendship should be more important to this stuff i'm like i'm not getting married so it's not my
0: wedding right <laughs> you yeah. know the- The thing about, and I'll just say this because I'm the most fresh off of planning a wedding. I got married just a little over a year ago. And like, unless some dick relative comes and says something really stupid during your rehearsal dinner that's really embarrassing, like, you're going to enjoy the day no matter what. Like, it's going to be fun. You're going to be totally oblivious to anything that could go wrong. Like, I know I talked to a few people afterwards they're like oh yeah I got in a fight with your your wedding planner over blah 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 and I was like yeah great sounds awesome everything seemed great when I was there didn't care but uh you (laughs) should definitely but just consider like what's gonna make other people happy on that day and just I don't know just try just try a little bit you're gonna enjoy it no matter what it's not gonna be that hard and uh don't schedule your wedding on days when you know when people's favorite teams are playing I don't know. Yes. Schedule your wedding on a day when the Atlanta Falcons are playing because nobody will give a shit. People will be thankful you gave them a reason not to stare at that disappointment on TV. In fact, you could
1: make it part of your wedding reception. You could make it like a guessing game at the reception. Like, how many points will the Falcons lead by before they blow it? And they were, all the men will run up like, and, and like oh, yeah, it's like uh, 30 points. Oh, that's too many. Uh, 20 points. Anyway.
0: I think the Dan Quinn era should we should we should res- hold out until he surrenders a forty point lead.
1: I have faith. It's a big lead. I don't know. I have anyone faith can do Dan. it. I know our boy Dan's up for it.
2: Just tell him he can't do it, and he'll tell you how pissed he is, and then we <laughs> <laughs> I'm
1: pissed. I'm pissed. Girl. All right, y'all. Y'all take care of yourselves.
0: thank you again for listening to let them eat takes. We really appreciate your listenership and we're hoping you're having as much fun as we are. If you want to send us a take, just drop us a message on social media or on Facebook and Instagram at let them eat takes. And we're on Twitter at eat takes pod. Also, if you like this show, please make sure to rate and review on whatever platform you're listening. Thanks. And we'll see you next time.